What was the latest dish and gossip going around in Tempe? We're here to talk about that as well as your ultimate guide to who to cheer for during this awful, awful March Madness tournament. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw. I will be your guide through everything Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, and a little bit of everything in between. This episode of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, of course, is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here, and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. You, thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Remember that we're free and available on all platforms. If you want to go ahead and follow, subscribe, all that good stuff, we're there. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, the Odyssey app, and we're on YouTube as well. If you want to go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see my beautiful face as I talk to you guys about everything that I care about when it comes to the Sun Devils. Also, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at RichieBrads36, and go ahead and follow the podcast on Twitter as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. With that being said... Let's go ahead and hop right into this. The Arizona State Sun Devils Pro Day was today, and there is plenty to talk about. So our good friend of the podcast, Donnie Druin, was in attendance for this Pro Day, and he made sure to get the most out of absolutely everything that he saw going on in Tempe. So major shout-out to our friend Donnie Druin. I'm going to be working on getting him on the show later on this week. So Donnie, if you're listening, I'm looking at you. You better make some time for me in your schedule because I miss you. We're going to go ahead and take a look at this article he put out for All Sun Devils, which is the Sports Illustrated website. So if you're not following them, go ahead and follow them as well, at All Sun Devils on Twitter. Follow Donnie as well, at Donnie Druin. So anyways, let's go ahead and dive into it. The first thing I want to talk about here is the actual numbers for the workout. So we saw a lot of Arizona State guys who didn't do too many workouts while they were in Indianapolis for the combine and that did change at the pro day unsurprisingly the one thing that a lot of people cared about here was the bench press where we didn't see a lot of Sun Devils participate in that well to the surprise of no one Kellen Deesh finished with 24 reps which was the best on the team Donovan West right behind him with 21 but surprising upcomer here Rashad White threw up 20 reps on the bench press 225 pounds Rashad White 20 of them I mean, that's that's bench pressing me, more than me, 20 times. And I'm not a light dude. So very, very impressive, especially for his position. You don't really see a lot of running backs who aren't Derrick Henry or James Conner who are throwing up that many reps on a, on a standard bench press. So very impressive to see that kind of just pure strength that clearly Rashad White has to his game. And while it's not the most important thing in the world, because we're not going to be asking him to, you know, bench press offensive line or defensive lineman, I should say, when he's on the field, it still is impressive to see that he is more than capable of holding his own. It's just that functional strength that he clearly has. That is attractive. It's not the biggest thing in the world, and it's not a make or break thing, but it is something that teams are going to take a look at. You also had Darian Butler threw up 19 reps. Tyler Johnson also threw up 19 reps. Important for Tyler Johnson. Johnson did not make it 
to Indianapolis for the combine. He was not invited, which was kind of a surprise to a lot of people, but ultimately he was able to make the most out of his workout here in Tempe, where he did throw up a very impressive, impressive 19 reps. He had a 34 and a half inch vertical jump. And for his, um, what is that? The shuttle time, he had a four, six, six, which obviously it's all very unofficial and we shouldn't put a ton of stock into it, but nonetheless, it is still something noteworthy in the Elcone shuttle. He ran a seven, four, seven. So showing off a little bit of athleticism that maybe was an underrated aspect of Tyler Johnson's game during during his time at Arizona State. I think a lot of people, myself included, got caught up in how big of a leader he is that we kind of overlook the measurement side of things that he could put together. And I think very quietly, he has become j- just a very good tool for for what the Sun Devils wanted to do defensively. And hopefully this pro day was able to show off some NFL teams, which we'll get into in a little bit, had a pretty good showing. We're hoping that this was enough to maybe generate some conversation of, well, maybe we'll, I don't know if Tyler Johnson's draftable, but hopefully this pro day was enough to get teams to say, we're going to, we're going to take a flyer on him um, at, at the end of day three. Once all the picks are submitted, we're going to call him. We're going to bring him into our camp, and we're going to see what he can do. So that much very important to him. Uh, Jack Jones also had a pretty good day. Uh, Chase Chase Lucas had a good day testing as well. Both of them were right at – or excuse me, only Jack Jones did the vertical. But he had a 35-inch vertical, which is pretty impressive for a guy who is seen as a smaller corner, which is funny because he – literally came in at like five foot 11 or something like that. But nonetheless, he's not someone that necessarily is praised for his height and his build, but clearly being able to get up that high, which for what it's worth was the highest vertical testing of all these sun devils on the day. It shows off that athleticism and that ability to go up and get the ball, especially when he's going up against a bigger receiver. Jack Jones definitely has that ball, that, that ball skills ability that teams covet when they're looking at a a defensive back to intercept the ball, to deflect the ball away. Jack Jones is kind of a magnet for the football, which kind of weird that he ended up not having a very good day in terms of that ball skills department. He apparently dropped quite a, quite a handful of passes that he probably usually intercepts, but neither here nor there. I mean, at the end of the day, We all know that Jack Jones is a beast and is a very natural hands catcher. So one workout shouldn't be something that definitively writes him off in terms of just not being able to catch the ball. He did end up running a 4-4-2-40. Also, Tyler Johnson ran a 4-7-5 and a 4-7-1. Now, take into into account that these Pro Day 40 times are typically like very, very obscure and not – not very accurate at all. That's a good time for Tyler. That's an, a great time for Jack, which is quite the improvement over his combine, which I believe he was in like the four or five. So that makes me question how accurate it is. But nonetheless, I mean, he got it. So props to him. We're very happy for him. So looking at the rest of these workouts, um, Curtis Hodges, once again, had himself a very good workout day. Through He only threw up 12, uh, 12 reps on the bench press, but he is a lot longer and not not a stockier guy. He's very lean and lanky, 
I mean, he's, he's not a guy that I'm expecting to throw up 20 reps on the bench press because he's, that's not his game. He's a very versatile guy. He's someone who can stretch the field and show off that athleticism. And that's exactly what he did today is he showed off some good natural ability as a receiver. And that's probably the reason why he ended up getting that invite to the combine that kind of had me and Connor scratching our heads initially when that, when that announcement was first made, but clearly the NFL likes what is there with Hodges. They like that big ball of clay that he is and the potential that he possesses to turn into something very impressive and very like exciting, you know, teams covet that kind of stuff to, to have this Joker tight end that can flex out all over the field. And that's what they're hoping Curtis Hodges is. They continue to build up this Curtis Hodges stock. And I'm starting to get to a point where, I feel like he could be someone that gets taken near the end of the draft. I'm not sure, but at a minimum, the way they're building him up makes me think that he's going to end up being a priority free agent. He kind of reminds me of uh, Hunter Bryant a few years ago from University of Washington. I actually was a huge fan of Bryant. He ended up going undrafted. Last I checked, he was with the Detroit Lions, but another guy who just tall and had that upside of a pass catcher that NFL teams were really excited about. And like I said, as far as I know, he's still with Detroit. I don't know if he's done anything on the field yet, but if, if a team likes Hunter Bryant, then I feel like a team could just as easily talk themselves into, into Curtis Hodges. It's not hard with the build he's got. I mean, he's built like a Greek god. It's just a matter of being able to take that build and turn it into something special and take take that next step with it. So other than that, everyone seemed to have a really good workout. Uh, Kellen Deesh continues to dominate. Super athletic guy, super fluid, super strong. It's just a matter of actually taking those physical attributes and putting them onto the field. He doesn't seem like a guy who can truly anchor one side of the line. He doesn't seem like the dude who's going to straight up just outmatch you. He seems a lot more athletic than he is like strong and built, but the tools are there. And my goodness, he is becoming very exciting as this process is going along. And I think I'm ready to claim that he's going to be the highest drafted Sun Devil. I'm going to go ahead and put it out into the universe now. We'll see whether or not I'm right, but that's kind of the direction I'm thinking this is going to end up going. So Let's go ahead and wrap up this first segment talking about all of the athletics and the numbers and the workouts that went into this. Go ahead and hop into our first break. When we return, we're going to go ahead and talk about who made the most out of their opportunity and any juicy gossip that might have been going down in Tempe while we were having everyone out there for the pro day. But first, I got a few words from our friends. March Madness is this week, guys. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets. Are you going with the usual or are you going with the best? We've done our homework here, and we're running our brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, RunYourPool offers game types like Survivor and Pick X. Both are tons of fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you got a business... Run Your Pool can help take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove 
customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot of the cash prize up to $1,800, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. While you're there, create your pool for your family and your friends. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize of up to $1,800. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Man, I love March Madness and I love those brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep and won anything. This year is going to be different. I'm hedging my bets with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take advantage of those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who and what you're going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can co- you can comb through and take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with the set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be, Stat Hero. And again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Devils podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you check out the Locked on Bracket Breakdown March 14th right here on the Locked on Podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. All right, guys. We talked about all the all the athletics and the numbers testing-wise that went on during the pro day. Now it's time to talk to you guys about who made themselves some money, who stood out the most, and who impressed scouts to the point where maybe we need to start talking about them not only being drafted higher, but maybe just drafted in general. So per the article that we've been going off of from our friend over at All Sun Devils, Donnie Druin, and number one friend of the podcast, you had three guys who came away came away as the biggest winners here. Chase Lucas, Curtis Hodges, and Rashad Webb. Per the article, Lucas looked strong in individual drills, especially when with hip movement and attacking the football. Hodges displayed how pivotal his length as a tight end could be when catching passes, while White's 20 reps of 225 was impressive along with his overall body of route running and bag work. None of this is surprising that that we see here. So Chase Lucas, I, I he never really built off of that dynamic freshman year that he had, but he is still a very fluid and talented corner that I think should stick in the NFL. It's not a total surprise that he's been having a really good draft process because this isn't the first time. It's not just a pro day. He had a good combine. He had a good uh, East West Shrine Bowl week and he had a rock solid year. So no, he's not a first round pick. No, he's probably not a day two pick, but I think Chase Lucas is more than draftable. And I think that teams are going to really like this 
this upside of a guy who is so seasoned with five years of playing experience and starting experience at that. So Chase Lucas is definitely coming across as a guy that I think is really starting to make some serious waves in this draft process. And I'm very interested to see if and where he ends up getting drafted. Curtis Hodges, I already touched on him. I don't want to go too much more into detail, but again, that athletic profile is clearly something that NFL teams are very, very intrigued in. And it's something that I wouldn't be surprised ends up taking him to that next step to ultimately be drafted and have a team try and groom him into some kind of special flexed out Joker tight end. As for white again, nothing too surprising. We don't need to go too far into detail. That functional strength is very, very interesting to me. And to go along with him being a long strider and him being a really good pass catcher, having a nose for the end zone. I think all this is kind of building him into one of those like really good, not so much a can't miss running back, but one of those like super safe options where it would be a surprise if he wasn't some kind of impact at the next level. And he does have a little bit of special teams prowess to him as well. So there's a lot of interesting things that are going on with Rashad White here that I am interested in. Again, I noted earlier, but Jack Jones did struggle to come down with some passes, which seems abnormal for him. I'm not reading too far into that. Uh, Johnson ended up, Tyler Johnson, of course, ended up having a really, really good pro day as well, showing off that athleticism. And according to Donnie here, Johnson looked strong when moving in and out of pass rushing moves during bag drills, along with his impressive 34 and a half inch vertical. Hopefully that's enough to start generating some conversation for him because we literally have not heard anything about Tyler Johnson during the draft process. Like from, from a media standpoint, could me and Connor have done a better job? Sure. Of course we love Tyler Johnson. I don't know if he's an NFL guy. I would certainly love him to be an NFL guy. Talk about a leader. Tyler Johnson is a, is a, is a man amongst boys. So hopefully this pro day was enough to start jeering some heads towards him and maybe get him a little bit more attendance. Um, those would be the guys who definitely made the most out of their opportunity, according to Donnie. Oh, and Kellen Geesh, obviously that dude is seriously, I, I think he's going to end up being a day two guy at this point. As for any juicy gossip that we have, according to Donnie, out of the 26 NFL teams in attendance, 26 out of 32, it's pretty good. Last I checked. All Sun Devils counted nine teams who had multiple scouts on location. The Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo Bills, Denver Broncos, Arizona Cardinals, LA Chargers, Indianapolis Colts, San Francisco 49ers, Detroit Lions, and Green Bay Packers. The two teams that don't surprise me here, Arizona Cardinals, obviously. ASU's right in their backyard. They're literally a 30-minute drive from the stadium. So naturally, you should be looking at the guys who are growing up in your backyard and are a stone's throw away. And there's talented guys too. So makes total sense that Arizona is taking a look at their own talents that are inside the state. Cincinnati is another team that doesn't surprise me. And for whatever reason, they've actually drafted quite a big handful of Arizona state players just in the last 10 years. They took that chance on Vontez perfect, which looked really, really good at the start of his career when he was a pro bowler and an all pro and he had like 170 tackles in one season. He was just absolutely insane before proving that he was absolutely insane and definitely just not a guy that you would want to bring home uh, like 
what what's the thing I'm looking for? You you don't want this guy to like date your daughter kind of thing. He's not the guy you bring home. So yeah, not great. However, they've also drafted guys like Marcus Hardison and Christian Westerman, and most recently Rennell Wren is on that team. So Cincinnati has done a lot of homework on Arizona State players over the last 10 years. So it's not a total surprise that they're one of the teams that was heavily in attendance for this game, even with a new regime. For whatever reason, the Bengals just seem to like Arizona State players, which as a Baltimore Ravens fan breaks my heart because I don't want my Sun Devils going to my own division rivals and especially a team that I just truly cannot stand. But neither here nor there. The rest of the teams, it will be interesting to see what they're looking for. Quite a handful of those teams are looking for some running back depth, such as the Bills. The Broncos could use another guy. The Lions could use another guy. Um, the Packers could use, nah, not really, A.J. Dillon's there. Uh, these teams also need offensive line help. Lots of offensive line help. Like, almost every single one of these teams. So, ASU's got two offensive linemen. Makes sense. All these teams, naturally, you're looking to continue adding on defense because the majority of these teams play in divisions where you have high-scoring offenses. And that's exactly what you're going to need is guys to stop them. They're the Darian Butlers and the Jack Jones and the the Chase Lucas, the Marcus Hardison, not Marcus Hardison, excuse me, the Tyler Johnson, the DJ Davidsons, all those guys playing on the Sun Devils defense that showed out this year, not a surprise. So all those teams... Makes sense why there's so many of them there. Overall, oh, real quick, before we finish this up, there was a couple that were really interesting in here to me. DJ Davidson spotted talking with the Falcons. Kind of makes sense. They need some defensive line depth. Matching him with Grady Jarrett sounds like a lot, a lot of fun. And Donovan West talking to the Panthers, quote, for a considerable amount of time following his workout, Makes sense as well. The Panthers have had a need at center since Ryan Khalil retired a few years back. Donovan West fits that bill. We've talked before. Is Donovan West the second best center in this class after Tyler Linderbaum? Very well could be. So that's all the juicy gossip that our good friend Donnie Drew provided for us. Let's go ahead and hop into our final break. When we return from that break, we're going to go ahead and talk NCAA basketball tournament. What the heck are Sun Devils fans supposed to do as we sit on the couch? We'll talk about that more in just a minute. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcast, and coverage this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's do this. Sorry, kind of goofy. Anyways, March Madness Tournament. What the heck are we supposed to do as Sun Devil fans? Well, first of all, March Madness is absolutely amazing. So you should just enjoy it for what it is. But we have three Pac-12 teams that made the tournament. And 
to the surprise of no one, it's U of A, UCLA, and USC. U of A actually locked up the number one seed in the South Division, UCLA the number four seed in the East Division, and USC the number seven seed in the Midwest Division. So looking at the potential victims of these teams, it, it's not a surprise that the Pac-12 is going to have a pretty nice run here. Number seven, USC, is going to start off the round of 64 against number 10, Miami. That feels like a toss-up, just like most seven versus 10 seeds typically feel. U of A is playing the winner of, oh, Lord, I don't even know. But they're going to win, whoever whoever it is. I I'm, I apologize. I'm looking literally at the bracket app, and I cannot tell who it is because it's a play-in game. So that game will be decided tomorrow, I believe. And we will find out who U of A is going to be playing in the opening round of 64. But they're going to win. A number one seed has only lost to a number 16 team once, ever, in the history of March Madness. U of A is going to win. Just go ahead and book it, unfortunately. And UCLA is starting with number 13, Akron. So we'll have to take a look. I would take all three of them to win outright in, in the round of 64. Should they win... UCLA is going to play the winner of St. Mary's and another play-in game. I think that would be a very good game because St. Mary's comes in at number five. They typically are a very strong team in the March Madness tournament. I think they're going to give UCLA a lot of trouble, but quite frankly, UCLA is towards the bottom of teams that I hate when it comes to Pac-12 rivals. I don't necessarily have a problem rooting for them, and I don't think Sun Devils fans should either, especially because we beat them this year and upset them. So I think that would be a really cool brag to be like, look at this UCLA team that just won three games in the tournament. By the way, we upset them. Like, that's a really cool brag, in my opinion. So I wouldn't have any problem with UCLA making a deep run in the tournament. There's no there's no hate from me there. With USC, that's a different story. I've never been a big USC guy. I never will be a big USC guy, and quite frankly, I'm totally fine with them losing to Miami in the opening round. However, if they are able to advance, they will take on the winner of Auburn and Jacksonville State, which will be Auburn, and by the way, Auburn is the number two seed. I really like Auburn's chances there, so I would not be taking USC to make a deep run here. The obvious, the obvious big team here is U of A, who will be playing a play-in team. Whoever they beat from there, they would play the winner of uh, Seton Hall versus TCU. Again, that feels like kind of a gimme game. From there, it's a Houston, a UAB, an Illinois, or Chattanooga. None of these teams are really going to give U of A a run for their money, if we're being honest. And it's unfortunate because it is U of A, and I just can't stand anything about U of A, but they've always been a basketball school. And this is one of the better teams that they've been able to put together. I, putting my bracket together, unfortunately, have U of A going to the finals. But you better believe there ain't no way I'm taking U of A to win. Mm -mm, nope. Just for funsies, I am taking a magic Cinderella run from Coach K's team and Duke University to send out arguably the greatest college basketball coach out on top with a championship. But... Unfortunately, U of A is going to be heavy favorites to win this thing outright. Obviously, when you're a number one seed, that's not a surprise. However, U of A is a very, very quality basketball team. 
and there's truly just not a lot of competition in their bracket. Like their biggest challenge is going to be Villanova and Villanova is a very, very, very good basketball program. So that's the best chance they got. Tennessee is another good program. Illinois is another good program, but it just feels like U of A is just so far ahead of the curve with all these other teams. And I don't know if it's totally fair to the rest of the South bracket to have to play U of A this year. It just feels like it's U of A and everybody else. If we have to pick someone to root for, it's Villanova. It's pretty convincingly Villanova. Other than that, I feel like overall we can cheer for teams like Baylor. Um, I You'll never catch me rooting for North Carolina. I'm rooting for Duke. I know a lot of people don't like Duke, but I'm rooting for Duke for no other reason than for the sake of Coach K going out on top. I wouldn't mind seeing Gonzaga win. Gonzaga is another fun team. Alabama is a team that I actually hold near and dear to my heart. So I will be rooting for Alabama. I am not encouraging anyone else to do so because I know just about everyone in the whole world who lives out of the state of Alabama hates the Crimson Tide. So to Easter Run, I have no problem rooting for Auburn. LSU could also be a lot of fun. Wisconsin, I always have an easy time cheering for. Iowa, Creighton, Kansas, I'm in, I'm just in and out on. Very lukewarm with them. Some years I want to cheer for them. Some years I don't. Tennessee would be fun. Overall, I think there's a lot of really fun teams in the tournament this year. It's such a great sight to see because we didn't get March Madness last year because of all the COVID sanctions and the, not suspensions, but the games canceled and everything like that. So, it is a very welcome return to March Madness, and I'm very, very excited for everything to tip off on Thursday. But that is all that I have for you guys here today on the Locked on Sundables podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If that's the Odyssey app or Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, we're there Monday through Friday. It's the best Sun Devils content in the whole wide world. Baseball, basketball, football, and otherwise. Also, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube if you would like to see my beautiful face as I sit here with my amazing backdrop and my ASU gear on. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter as well. That's at RichieBrads36. And follow the podcast on Twitter as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Again, thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Go ahead and make your second listen Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. And until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.